Welcome back to the Bracketologist Podcast. I am your host, Ben Waldick. I am here with my good friend and uh, Ben Heisler, who uh, just over the last few months now, host, analyst, and editor for Sports Illustrated Fantasy and Gambling. And uh, I know you've had a big heart for gambling for quite some time. I, I think if you go into this space, if you don't have a little small segment of your heart dedicated towards the gambling world, you're missing out. But it's uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here in the Let It Fly studio. This is a thing of beauty. I, I saw this studio, Ben, just when it was purely an idea. And now look at what you guys have done. It's remarkable. Uh, it's it's definitely had many iterations. Uh, most people can't see this wall on this side, uh, but it is concrete and it is hard to keep up our noise canceling foam. <laughs> uh, that's that's the biggest flaw. But otherwise, it's good. It's it's uh, it's good to have you on here. This is a, a podcast that I've thought about for a long time. This bracketologist episode, we're doing music in. In sports um, we've broken this down to 40 tracks this honestly could have been 200 um, we've got four regions we've got the broadcast region which is all broadcast intro themes then we have just themes which is mostly uh, either TV show themes or maybe a specific um, a specific TV show theme uh, that has to do with sports we bent the categories a little bit on this to get them all to exactly 10 in There's each just category. There's too many good choices. There are. Um, we've got the game or in-game uh, music. And then finally, we have just music tracks that are literally probably songs that are very much associated with sports, but were maybe not created just for sports. Um, so let's let's dive right into this if you're ready. We're going to go, and you'll be able to hear some of these tracks. It might take me a second to find the right track. Um so we've got 10 songs in each region, which means we have two playing games in each region to get into our first round. So we'll start with our number 10 overall seed versus our seven overall seed. Our number 10 seed in the broadcast is the NBA on ESPN, which I hadn't honestly um, heard before, I don't think, or like, I don't remember it. Well, I mean, if you've been following the NBA Finals for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, it might have snuck into your brain at Maybe. some point. Maybe. It's just not memorable. This part, I actually feel like the repeating tone of it, this this part gets me hyped up. The initial opening to it okay. isn't particularly good. This is after LeBron just dunked on somebody and is slowly just walking backwards, pounding his chest. <laughs> so I, I'm a fan of this one. Um, this is going against the NFL on CBS, which is obviously a little bit probably more of a household song that yes. people recognize. I mean, this gets me hyped for football for sure. Right. The problem is that, and we'll go through the course of this episode, there's so many good NFL themes that I'm trying to evaluate. When are these matchups going to break down against each other? And so if I'm trying to evaluate this, this is more of a driving NFL one. And again, you think of Jim Nance, you think of Tony Romo. Good Super Bowl theme building throughout. Already an opening matchup, Ben, that you're going to have a difficult time with. Maybe, maybe you've already decided. But uh, I'm having a tough I'm having a tough time with this. In one. my head, it's NFL on CBS because when I think of NFL Sunday and like getting ready to go at noon, and like here's the broadcast, here's here, like you said, here's Jim Nance about to say who who's playing football on the 325 kickoff or whatever. I hear that. And NBA on ESPN, while I get it and over the last few years, maybe I hear it more with the NBA Finals. It's just like if you played those two songs back to back for a hundred people, I feel like 75-80% would be able to pick out the NFL on CBS right. and maybe not so much on from, from a recognizable ability, the NFL on CBS clearly takes precedent. But if you're talking to a younger audience that has associated itself with the Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry era of the NBA, this is this is their NBA on NBC. This is their generation that they grew up with. For That's me, blasphemy. blasphemy. I, but I'm saying it's for them, not yeah. necessarily for us. That this is all that they've known. They've known the NBA and NBC through round ball rock videos with John Tesh at uh, Red Rocks. It's a an entirely different thing. I'll side with you here. I'll take the okay. NFL and CBS purely because of its longevity and because it does get you hyped up. And the next matchup for that will be excellent. So uh, let's go to our number nine seed, the NBA on TNT. And uh, this one, maybe just slightly more recognizable for me, but it, it also just doesn't really hit me very hard. I don't know what you feel about this. I, I, I I'm starting to sense an anti-NBA theme with you. I just the first look, in the first two. You look at my number one seed when we get there. Like uh, what I think about the NBA and with music. I okay. just this one just doesn't 
strike it's too me. long of an intro, but I think the main component of the NBA on TNT, the dun 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 that's part, I think all of a sudden you think of Charles Barkley, you think of Kenny the Jet Smith, you think of the best pre and post game show this, in This all part's of definitely better. That first 30 seconds. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. If you um, would have come in right in here, maybe your opinion would have been a little bit different. It's true. Now, the NHL on NBC is our number eight seed. That's this matchup. And uh, I like this theme, but now that we're talking about it, once you get 30 seconds in, the NBA on TNT is pretty good. I think so, too. Yeah, once you get into that, it's a very familiar theme. Um, the Again, it's waiting too long. This part is. This part's it, good. Is this I also a John Williams? Game. Yeah. Is this also a John Williams theme as well? I don't think so. I don't know. They, they're synonymous with NBC and yeah. John Williams, but I, it just doesn't have that same zip and punch. And I grew up a Chicago Blackhawks fan, so I was used to this over the last ten years as being a prominent part of my yeah. spring. To me, it's NBA on TNT purely for the familiarity and because of the connection inside the NBA. I'm good with that, and I, because I don't think this is the best NHL theme on this list, and we'll oh, get to that okay. in a second. Okay, so now we'll we'll continue and just do this region all the way through the final four. Let's do it. So uh, the NBA on TNT we just listened to. We don't need to listen to that again. That is our nine seed going up against our number one overall se- uh, seed, which I think is is a pretty easy, pretty easy one. It just gets right into it, man. I don't even want to talk over it because I'm going to ruin it. No matter what I say, no matter how profound it might be, it's not going to compete with the NBA on NBC. Think of Bob Costas, Marv Albert. It's synonymous with my all-time favorite team of the 1990 Chicago Bulls. To me, this wins in a landslide. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about it anymore. Uh, Maybe it's going to have more competitive matchups going on, but it's hard to beat, especially when you you throw in the, uh, the SNL. Where they had ad basketball. Uh, all right, we'll go to our number two overall seed now. So NFL on CBS, which uh, again, if you need to hear it again, really quick, that's our seven seed um, going up against the other big NFL theme for the noon and three o'clock kickoffs. What a matchup! NFL on Fox. Come on. I've always thought of the NFL on CBS as a bit of an underrated theme because it does get you hyped up and it does drive. This is purely from a recognizability. The NFL on Fox is fantastic. It was so recognizable, Ben, that for about nine, ten years, Fox swapped out the MLB music with the NFL music for the postseason. Yep. And it made me dislike the song. But now that they've separated themselves, this is the clear winner here. Yeah, and uh, look, it's that's to me. There's no contest, and now maybe it's because I grew up in an NFC household, which I believe you did too. I did, um, and and we had more Fox games. It makes me think of Thanksgiving. I hear that, and I'm like, all right, it's football Thanksgiving. We've got the Cowboys playing. Let's go. Um, and obviously, I grew up in Dallas, Dallas Cowboys fan. That's I think of football when I think of that theme more so than any other of the other football themes, but. We'll get to that when we get to that. And we'll get to that with our number three seed. We have here the Monday Night Football on ABC theme. So this is the this is the older Monday Night Football theme. And let me make sure that I have that here. Right. Boom. It's a classic, that's for sure. You think of the old school Al Michaels from all the Monday Night games, Howard Cosell. Now all of a sudden it's been a, a wide carousel of different Monday Night Football announcers. They still, I think, uh, John Madden at this point was uh, towards the end of this run. It was still this music. It's crazy to think too that that Al Michaels got traded to NBC for like a cartoon character. It's a third round pick. No, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, so I obviously that's a classic. It's going up against what I think is the better NHL theme, the NHL on ESPN. It's great, and it's still, it still holds up to even though ESPN hasn't done any sort of NHL coverage in the last 15 years. They don't even play this music when they bring on, um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking out, Barry Melrose yeah. anymore, which is too bad because it holds up. It's still synonymous with terrific hockey coverage. When Gary Thorne was the, the play-by-play broadcaster of that network, who I think is one of the best NHL voices of our time, him and Doc Emmerich, it, I don't know if it can compete with Monday Night Football. I... I agree. I, I think that's a tough matchup because it, it definitely could have been one of the top four broadcast themes, but the classic Monday Night Football theme, um, I just think 
just on memories alone kind of has to carry it's a rough that matchup through. for the nhl on espn yeah tough seed the number six spot it didn't have to play a play-in game it earned that spot but when you're going up against history like monday night football it, it's very tough to it's very tough to beat all right so now our number four seed we have sunday night football on nbc this is not the carry underwood this is just the music which i feel like gets me pretty hyped for the game you've been waiting all night for it yeah I'm waiting all day um so I really good theme, really strong. Uh, I think if you're trying to get me hyped up for the game, this is it's doing the now job. Now, does this take precedent from a hype standpoint to the NFL on Fox, or maybe that's something that we save for a little bit later? Yeah, these two might end up playing each other. There's a chance. It's it's a really good theme, and then the uh, this is going up against our only baseball theme on here, MLB on Fox. Which is strong, man. It's re it really is. It's nice to have it back because it, it, it really works well. And I think of World Series throughout the course of my childhood when it moved away from NBC. And then, of course, you had all the regionalized networks. And I'm wondering, too, and you can tell me if you disagree, because it's now used in every you know Fox Sports Kansas City game or whatever Fox regional networks are now hosting it's, it's games, has it bit. been watered down? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, honestly... Didn't they use the old NBA on NBC John Test track? Like, it got bought out and was used in college basketball there yes, for a while. they use it actually on Fox. It's like Pac-12 games, and they have that theme, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? I, I think it's because John Tesh still owns the rights to Round Ball Rock. I think yeah. he talked about it with Dan Levitard on a podcast several months ago, and that was part of the reason that Fox was able to bring it back. And it, But it, it, I love that theme. Yeah. But when you hear it for anything other than NBA from the 1990s, it feels very strange. I agree. Um, so what do you got on this one? This is this is a closer matchup than I was expecting going into it. Because um, like you said, it, it's good to have that baseball theme back for Fox. Right. And, and actually, on, on one of the podcasts that I hosted, we had Adam Amin on, who's now a broadcaster at Fox. And we talked about this very subject. And I said, listen, man, like you're now at Fox. You now have a big voice here. Can you try and, and bring a playback for the MLB on Fox music to actually be Major League Baseball music. He's like, yeah, I'm 100% on board. So he helped that happen. Yeah. The Major League Baseball theme is now back on. So how can I go against something that I've advocated for? But purely based on the matchup itself and the theme music, it's hard to go away from Sunday Night Football on NBC. I agree. Um, I think we got to stick with Sunday Night Football on that one. It gets me more hyped. The MLB on Fox theme, it's, it's just almost a good theme. It's almost the, the, the MLB on Fox is almost just a little rushed. It feels like just a little fast for me and, and not in a way of hyping me up. Um, whereas Sunday night football is like, I mean, it just kind of, it's, it's a March. Yeah. It's a March to Sunday night. All so right. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. All right. So now we've got one seed, John Tesh, NBA on NBC versus Sunday night football on NBC. Look, it's Tesh, right? It's Tesh. No. Yeah. Tesh wins the, the beard, the vest, everything that happened over the course of the last 20, 30 years, full on move on. That's an NBA on NBC over on, over Sunday night football. All right, we've got two-seed NFL on Fox versus the classic Monday Night Football on ABC. Um, great classic Monday Night Football on ABC. My pick here would still be NFL on Fox. It would be my pick as well. Again, it's just yeah. Monday Night Football. I, I think the other thing, too, is that there's still a feeling of it feeling big, even for us as kids. However... NFL on Fox, that was truly a memorable experience, especially for you growing up a 1990s Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah. You know, for me, it still rings as a 1990s Chicago Bears fan. There was nothing to get excited about on Sundays. Frankly, there's still not much to get excited about anymore. But the NFL on Fox, that, that wins for me. And I think it's been weird. We're, we're in strange agreement so far. Yeah, well, you know. I think so, that'll likely change. Probably. I, I think you said there's some upsets you see on here. I um, So now uh, we'll we'll play this last matchup, get into the Final Four, and then move on to our next region. John Tesh's NBA on NBC, which we'll play the first 10 seconds of. It's... It, so it's it's both of these are classics, but the NFL and Fox obviously still being used. Um, and then we'll play the NFL and Fox again first 10 seconds. It's a little bit of a football versus basketball here, but you also have, I don't know, it's like NFL and Fox is still being used today. Uh, and NBA on NBC, like we just said, with Tesh's round ball rock, it's kind of being diluted when you're playing it on Pac-12 regular season games. Yeah, but I, I think the difference is that it's still 
it still holds up so well that I think the point is, you know, for the we were having the same argument with the Fox regional baseball music, right? That it's diluted because it's just used over and over again. But now when people hear it on Fox for college basketball, they immediately think something's up. This is not what this music should be used for. There is a personality to this. There's something special about it. And that's what makes it hold up. And that's what I think allows it to last. So to me, I, I will go NBA on NBC. I'll move it over to the final four in a very difficult matchup against the NFL on Fox, purely because when we're hearing it, you know it's something special and it should only be played at a certain time. That holds up. Counter argument. NFL on Fox was so good and so recognizable that they used it for their other premier sport in the playoffs. And, and then they realized that they made a mistake, and now here we are years later, they're rectifying that mistake. All right. Fox I mean, seems to be making a lot of mistakes the, when it comes to their music. They, I mean, look, they lost the U.S. Open rights because they were like, just take it away. We don't want it anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. And we'll talk about U.S. Open coming up here in our next region. So NBA and NBC will make it to the Final Four. It was my number one overall seed. Look, it's... It's an absolute classic. Um, let's hop into our themes region. Um, and so most of these songs are either a theme for a specific TV show, maybe a movie, or a specific sporting event. Um, so our 10 overall seed is the Champions League theme from uh, good old soccer across the pond. And uh, it takes a while to build up, if I remember correctly. It's very soothing. It's very European. It's very uh, prestigious, royal. It feels like it should be for golf, and then I imagine it'll start to pick up over time. I'm not yeah. a big. I'm not a big Champions League. I'm not a big footy. See if fan. I can get to the chanting. <laughs> it's like an opera. Like I'm waiting for Rebecca Lowe to come in and tell me what's going on. No, no, no. This isn't Rebecca oh, Lowe. This, this isn't is Rebecca. Steve, this is Steve Nash. He's jumping in on this with commentary. Steve Nash. He's a big soccer the, guy. Uh, the the new coach of the Brooklyn Nets, yes. Steve Nash. Yes, he is on the Champions League coverage. Um, Rebecca Lowe is only Premier League, only English soccer. Champions League is all of the European leagues playing oh, each other. Oh, okay. So this is Barcelona versus Manchester United. Okay. Yeah. So you're taking the creme de la creme, yes. and really. Yes. Okay. I'm already at a disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, okay, so that is our number 10 <laughs> seed. Uh, this is going up against the Olympic Heroes theme. So there's two Olympic themes, one that everybody knows. Um, this is the Summon summon the Heroes, okay. which you'll recognize. Bum, 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 bum. definitely a little bit more laid back than the other Olympic theme. I'll skip forward a little bit. It's a good fanfare. It's a great fanfare. It's very John Williams-esque. It makes sense that it's NBC. To me, John Williams always advances. <laughs> With the exception of Sunday Night Football and NBC against Rumble. You had John Williams against John Tesh. That's Tesh, tough. Tesh kicked him That's out. That's tough. Um, I'm going to go Olympic heroes here. I will I, as the, well. The Champions League theme is just kind of, yeah. I see. You know what I think of the Champions League theme? I think of a Heineken logo because the Champions League is sponsored by Heineken, and that's all. I mean, that's that's it. Uh, okay, so our eight seed versus our nine seed. Our eight seed is the Space Jam theme song. I don't know. I don't know if it was just me, but growing up, especially in Chicago, I remember we would bring our boombox to basketball practice, oh, yes. and when we ran onto the court, we had one of the parents play this as we ran out to the court. So, a lot of fond memories here. I was the Steve Kerr of the team, nice. Uh, except I wasn't clutch, or I didn't make <laughs> a lot of the shots. I just wanted to shoot from outside. Uh, okay, Space Jam theme is going up against the Hard Knocks theme. It's it's a slow starter. Maybe we'll skip ahead a little bit. It's solid. I mean, hard. Knocks I love is such, I love this. Theme. It's such a good show. But I've I've always loved this theme, and I love that. Listen, I, you don't typically want shows to feel repetitive, but every episode of Hard Knocks, because it's only four episodes long over the course of a season. 
about 20 to 30 seconds in, you, it's usually some sort of motivating speech. A lot of times, last couple of years, oh, yeah. been John Gruden. Yep. I'll tell you guys something about this football team. Nobody believes in us. And then the music kicks in, and it always crescendos at the perfect time. So to me, this is a no-brainer Hard Knocks move on, even over the childhood of Michael Jordan and Space Jam. I love the Hard Knocks theme. We're going to have some angry people, but I agree. I, look, here's the thing. So the Space Jam theme, like, it's great, but... I'll skip forward to to I believe I can fly and fly like an eagle on that on that uh, soundtrack because the the Space Jam theme's fine but get me to some of the other songs yeah fly like an eagle to me because it was like a different version it wasn't the Steve Miller band version right it wasn't I, a different I think it was so. Seal Seal did that version of fly like an eagle and yet here we are we're just purely attached to it from our childhood okay so you love the Hard Knocks theme Hard Knocks moves on for me but now it's going up against our one seed. Oh, see a hard knocks. <laughs> it's look, it is this is definitely one of those tracks where you hear it and you immediately know yep. what you're listening and to. And interestingly enough, this is the sort of newer version it's when not, it's not the hard that, hitting right at the beginning. Right. It's not the, the punchy version that used to be purely CBS. Yes. Yeah, no, this is when CBS decided to uh, make a lot more money with Turner Sports, combine forces, and all of a sudden they're like, let's bring in 30 trombones and just try to get a full-on brass section into this, which is okay. It works. It's still a great theme. It's not as good as the original CBS March Madness theme, but it's still a very worthy one seed. So that will move on. Yes. Uh, we're now going to our two seed. This is going up against the seven seed, which was the secondary Olympic theme. Uh, this is Sports Center. Get that saxophone going. Um, this Welcome is, to the big show. Yeah, this is synonymous with with me getting my highlights in my teens. Yeah, this um, was like the the midnight Eastern Sports Center, the one that would turn around in the morning. Stuart Scott, Kenny Main, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann. Like this is the the better. You know, we were talking about the CBS one, the, yeah. the older one being the better theme. I, this is the one that I, I feel closer to yeah. as a sports center thing because that one has also evolved over time as well. Yeah. So, who are your sports center anchors? If you had to pick your your two man combo or two man and woman combo, I mean, I mean, it's hard to go away from the Big Show with Olbermann and Patrick. Stewart Scott was incredible. I loved how Kenny Main just deadpanned everything. Yeah. Uh, it probably some sort of. I, I hate to do the rush the the Rushmore comp, but I, I probably go Patrick Olbermann, Kenny Main, and Stewart Scott on there. So I uh, probably my go-to was right after Olbermann. So it was Patrick and Eisen. Yeah. I thought that was an excellent combo. And Eisen to me has been so good at NFL Network that now I'm slowly moving away from my association of him only on SportsCenter yeah. to Rich Eisen on NFL Network, Rich Eisen podcast. Um, it's There's less of an association now with me for him at ESPN. And Dan Patrick, for whatever reason, he's been in that same category, but he's still so much of a SportsCenter anchor to me. Yeah. So let's move on. Sports Center moves on there. Uh, our three seed, uh, one of my favorites, the Olympic fanfare. I mean, if you don't get hyped for sports and patriotism from hearing this, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it hits, man. It slaps. It's funny. Because when else would you be watching water polo at four in the morning? Only when this theme is playing, Ben Walnick. That's right. And that's why I can get on board for this. Um, and this is going up against um, an interesting one. This is uh, so the NBC major golf theme, which is um, by Yanni. I didn't know that. In Celebration of Man is the name of the song. <laughs> First of all, it's a great name. Great name, great composer. It doesn't compete. It's it's a great theme. It's an unfortunate matchup, I think, for it. Yeah. Well, it's happened in the, the previous matchup when you had the NHL and ESPN going up against Monday Night Football. These three six are killers. Not much room for an upset. And I like this theme. I, I like it much more than the CBS golf theme. Yes. But when you're talking about going up against the Olympic fanfare on the same network comes yeah. across every two years it's it, it's not a it's not an easy well no it is an easy decision uh yeah and honestly it's uh 
it's it's not a close contest. And like I I think it's like you said, the CBS golf theme is not even on my list. Um, it's it's by far probably the best golf theme when you're talking about just like for a network, and they use it for a lot of stuff. Um, it's not just the U.S. Open, I believe, um, but it's it's strong. Uh, all right, so our four seed, that's our three three seed Olympic fanfare moving have on. Have we had just to just to go over this? Have we had any? Have no, not even a disagreement. Have we had any upsets? Uh, Hard knocks over Space Jam, which okay. is a very it's a, it's a minor. Okay, it's a nine eight. And, and by the way, I was looking at the odds before we came in. Hard knocks was a three point favorite regardless. So, <laughs> you know, whether it might have been an upset as far as the bracket was concerned in Vegas, a lot of people knew Hard knocks was moving on. All right. So, our next one, we're going to our four versus five. Uh, I just have to put in my lunch order first with one of my co workers, and then we'll switch back over. So, our four versus five NFL primetime. Which solid. <laughs> Here's the thing about NFL primetime too, is there's so many variations of it. You have this version, you have the one that they always used to play for Tom Brady and the Patriots. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. This is almost like two minute drill primetime only. Yes. All right, Which this is, is what awesome. you'll see. Yeah, two-minute drill, Monday Night Football halftime show. Yeah. And I still like the fact – listen, Chris Berman, you can argue, has his, his issues from time to time. There is nobody that I want doing football highlights more than him. Like, that part still holds up. The NFL primetime that he's now doing with Booger McFarlane, it's still fun to watch on ESPN+. Plus. So I love the NFL primetime music, and I love doing any sort of highlights or audio. Back when I was at 610, this was our Around the NFL theme. And our next one is the SEC on CBS theme, which, of course, for some reason, I don't have downloaded. So if this is an ad first, I apologize. It's not. Perfect. It's a good theme, Ben. The problem, and then this is purely from a personal level, I've... I like college football. Yeah. I'll pay attention. I'm an Indiana football fan, which makes me... A, a lot of things, maybe not a smart football fan, but this I, I don't get the same hype value as maybe a lot of other college football fans would from this theme. I get it's hyped fine. for NFL primetime, yeah. and that's the deciding factor for me. I, I think you can use it in a wide variety of ways. It's, it's for highlights. You can use it uh, to go over different themes. This is just, all right, you got Alabama and Mississippi, maybe Missouri gets on somehow. Yeah. To me, sure. this is no contest. <laughs> I'm going NFL primetime. And then the next matchup is going to be no contest. So now NFL primetime advances and goes up against the CBS March Madness theme. That's, come on. There's I'm no I'm thinking art. about it. I'm thinking about it. Can't do it. Nope. You're, not, you're not thinking very long about it. Uh, all right, two seed. I wanted to give it a little bit of thought, like five <laughs> seconds of thought. ESPN Sports Center against the Olympic fan. All right, now we got a matchup. Yeah, this is a good one. Now we got a matchup. I will still go with SportsCenter here because of – see, I don't know, because I we, we made the argument before about how often something is used and whether or not that goes against it. With the Olympic fanfare, it's not used all the time. You're waiting for it. You bring out the patriotism. Uh, you'll watch something that you wouldn't typically watch because of that theme getting you hyped up for it. But uh, SportsCenter especially – during the 90s and the early 2000s was synonymous with how we got our sports information and think about how it's led us down the road that we're currently on you know the theme the theme music of the olympics is something that we enjoyed and and put together over time but it wasn't anything to the level of a daily check-in you know i think about the the saxophone theme over the course of did you know on sports center so to me this is no brainer i'm still going the sports center theme here so i disagree okay uh I think that when you have a theme that has changed and there's been so many different iterations over the years and it's played literally every night multiple times a day on the same network, it is a little bit overplayed. And for me, the Olympic fanfare was created in the 70s or 80s and hasn't changed since. And I could see the Olympics in 50 years still having the same theme. And everyone immediately hears that and knows exactly what it is. And I think... Okay. That's I think, a fair argument. I think that that it is happening only every two years or now every three years. Um, three than one. Yeah. We'll see how all that plays out. But it's it's such a moment. Like, even people that don't normally like sports love the Olympics, and they know to come to the TV when they hear that theme. 
I, I think that argument helps a lot, knowing that the Sports Center theme has changed constantly over time. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that one to you then. We'll go with the Olympic fanfare. To me, I heard that particular. If you would have used the newest Sports Center theme, this would have been a no brainer. But yeah. again, that association to the golden era of Sports Center that made it connect a little bit more for me. But I'll go with your argument. I think that's pro- I think that's more than fair. And and then now it's another tough matchup. So this is the the regional. Is it though? Regional it, championship for themes, the NCAA March Madness tourney theme, which I can play. And maybe I, I like the older version just a little bit better, too. But that's what's interesting is our thoughts immediately went to the CBS version. Yeah. As opposed to this. Now, this one's been in, around for the last like, And it's similar. It just doesn't have that kick at the beginning. Right. Um, that big burr. Yeah, I, I hear you. And then the uh, the Olympic fanfare, which is just, it's just so... Like it, it gets feels you right from the back. So prestigious. But this isn't about prestige. This is about what's best. It might feel very high and important, but what's the best theme? That's the conquest of the bracketologist today. Yeah. The better theme, and I don't think it's debatable, is the NCAA March Madness theme. I'll say this: for a long time, I had my own app that I could create ringtones on. And, I think I had that too. Um, you know, kind of hacking behind behind the system before iPhone like made you buy all your ringtones. Uh, I did not have the Olympic fanfare, and I did have the NCAA tournament. There you go. There you so go. I knew you'd see it my way. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so we have our first two finalists in the final four. We have John Tesh's NBA on NBC from the '90s versus the CBS NCAA March Madness tournament theme. By the way, by the way, on the subject of ringtones, you had the March Madness theme. I had the NBA and NBC. The ringtone challenge going off in the final four. I, I had both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're moving on to the game. This is the specific game or in-game um, region. So we had to tweak this maybe just a little bit. Uh, so this is our 10 seed will be... Sweet Caroline, which I don't even know if I downloaded it because it's the 10 seed. Here we go. We we all know this song, right? It's uh, played in, in two places. It's played in Fenway Park when there's fans in the stands, and there it's also played way too early if you're out, sung by somebody that doesn't know how to do karaoke. Correct. Um, so... This could have gone into our last region. The reason I put it in this region is that it is very specifically Red Sox, like, happening in the last few innings of the game. They play this. Um, This is going up against our seventh seed, which is Sunday Night Football again, but specifically Carrie Underwood. This is the 2019 version. I know she tweaks it a little bit every year. Uh, what do you think on this one? I was prepared to go immediately to the Carrie Underwood Sunday Night Football theme. But am I hypocritical because of all the changes that it's had to go through and the different variations year by year for that song to immediately go with? I, I just don't like Sweet Caroline. That's, I don't think it's that's a how good I feel. song. I feel like the Carrie Underwood Sunday Night Football theme is not going to advance very far in this bracket, but I just don't like Sweet Caroline. I think it's overplayed and it's overused. Yes. Uh, so Carrie, you probably won't last too long, but you're advancing at least into the main round. Uh, then we've got... Our number nine seed, the PGA Championship theme, which most people don't even know exists, but since PGA is one of our great clients, they are in the bracket and not the last seed in this region. It's not bad. It's it's not bad. It's not hype enough for. We don't we don't use it in a lot of. Um, like our promos and stuff like that that we create for them. Maybe just feels a little bit older, but it's really, you know, it's got a good tune to it. It's a good tune and it's really good for Nance or uh, Dan Hicks to read commercials over. Um, Unfortunately, it's going up against One Shining Moment. We'll skip forward a little bit. 
Um, how do you feel about One Shining Moment? I love it. Okay. Love it. Now, I didn't mind the Jennifer Hudson version when they tried it. I didn't mind them yes. trying something new. And Jennifer Hudson actually put out a banger for that. But they went back to the original because they knew that there's too many good memories associated with it. To me, this is a no contest and no, no disrespect to the wonderful people over at the PGA. But to me, we just, they were in a hard spot here. And uh, yeah, that's fine. One shining moment. It didn't matter between both of these because the uh, the next round. Because they're losing in the next round. The next round. That's fine. This is our number one overall seed for in game. And uh, I'll just let it play. It's okay that it starts slow. It's worth it. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I had to wait for it. From North Carolina, <laughs> head guard 6'6", Michael Jordan. I don't know why Pee Wee Herman was doing the voiceover for the yeah, Bulls. So I apologize to the fine listeners of the Bracketologist program. Uh, I have some work to do. How much is it the song and how much is it the subject matter that was happening while the song was playing? It's both. Because for anybody that was in either Chicago Stadium or the United Center, and I actually screwed it up, that wasn't when they introduced Michael Jordan. It was, and now, the starting lineup yeah. for your Chicago the Bulls. The Tune Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but they also had it synced up perfectly with like a cartoon bull running through the streets of yes. Chicago. And then once Ray Clay, the legendary play-by-play -play, or legendary um, broadcast voice of the uh, Chicago Bulls, introduced it, it was the bull overlooking... Uh, the United Center, the Chicago skyline, and there was like thunder and lightning. It just set up perfectly. Um, and it's a great song, too. Serious by the Alan Parson Project that not yes. a lot of people know. Uh, Bulls team advances there. We can talk a little bit more about it in the next matchups. So now we have the Carrie Underwood Sunday Night Football theme, which, in my opinion, won't stand a chance against the theme from The Natural. Um, and specifically, the moment that they always play when someone hits a home run, which maybe we can find. Probably should have timed this out better. Here we go. Now, going to Texas Ranger games growing up, they'd fire off the fireworks and play this part of the song every time someone hit a home run, and it's it's awesome. I just got chills. It's one of my favorite sports movies, and I think it's an excellent use of the song in-game. I agree. And I, they, you've, more teams have actually adapted it, too. Royals do it as well. Yep. So the fact that it's been picked up, that it always feels uh, momentous whenever it happens, and then you think about the ball and the cover being torn off the ball. If you do, uh, if we were to do a bracket of sports movie moments, that's in the top five of the discussion for Without sure. Without question. Without question. Um, and that music that's playing behind it, it's so synonymous with that moment that it's so easy to use it in game, and I love it. Uh, okay, three seed, we've got. Hello, friends. The Masters. Welcome to Augusta National. Um, obviously, it's a very, very different theme than pretty much anything that we've played so far. Very elegant, very laid back. I believe this is Kenny Loggins. Maybe? Would you Would you hate it if it wasn't for the Masters, though? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but so that's I immediately how... hear it, and I'm like. Like, I, I don't think you could put anything with Augusta National and the Masters. Like, you couldn't put a hype song. No, and, and even the good PGA themes mm -hmm. don't work for it. Yes. This is on its own different level. And listen, it does pick up. There's still a little bit more of a crescendo in you bring in the piano, you bring in uh, a bit of a, a, a symphony yeah. component to it. It's a great, great theme. It's going up against our sixth seed. Are you ready for some football? With the not-so-great Hank Williams. <laughs> I was going to say that if, if we're being perfectly honest here and perfectly transparent, my uh, my disdain for Hank Williams Jr. has played a role here. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The song itself, I pretty much hate. It's just the line in the moment of, are you ready for some yes. football? And that little, like, five to ten seconds, that's good. Like, this stuff, like... I could care. I don't care for. No, I'm not I, a big country music guy either, though. So, but the country part doesn't even bother me. Like, it's still like a little bit of honky tonk, and it's, yeah. it could be fun. 
But if it's just, are you ready for some football? A Monday yeah. night party? Great. Yeah. But if that's it, yeah. what are we doing here? And look, I'm I'm a golf guy. We do a lot of golf here at the company. Uh, it's And the Masters is the best golf tournament, in my opinion. At, uh, so, at some point, by the way, because I, 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 I think you've seen this and I've told you about this. I picked up a golf club for the first time in 20 Ooh. years this summer, and I took some lessons. I like put a lot of time in it. Now, I just had hernia surgery, so I can't really get back on the course for a while, but I went from hitting grounders off the tee to like 150, 175 yards, occasionally straight with a seven iron. Let's go. I am ready to get back and do this again. Like This has been 20 years in the making. I'm so glad I picked up my clubs. Well, you've got a winter season to heal and be ready for the spring. That's right. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Uh, we'll have Masters advance there. Uh, look, ready, are you ready for some football? Iconic line, iconic moment. I can hear that playing in my head, but it's five to ten seconds of a trash song. Uh, all right. <laughs> Number four. Uh, now we're getting into the real classics. Take me out to the ball Please, game. Fellas, we need you. This is the Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Ah, oh, see, I feel like you, you set this one up poorly. And, and again, I, this isn't I, my take. What do you 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 want a celebrity from Wrigley Field singing it? No, I I don't want a celebrity. I want the guy that did it for all those years who was the best at it, and Harry Carey. Oh, Frank Sinatra is the best at it. Sorry. I you work with a, a Cub fan. He's the co-founder of this company. You could have said I can find you a Harry Carey. Who's Harry Carey? I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, he was the guy that asked people if uh, you would eat the moon if it were made of cheese. Uh, I. Honestly, I, I looked and I couldn't find very many good versions. Maybe okay. I didn't look hard enough. Um, that's going up against uh, Jock Jams, the number one track on the first volume oh, of Jock man. Jams. Which also was in Space Jam, I believe. It was. Because the mouse announced those starting lineups. It is, does this go directly into CNC Music Company? The Let's Get Ready to Rumble into yes. Dun Dun Dun? It's, oh, now you made this difficult. It's pretty fantastic. It transitions so it's well. So good. We're gonna we're gonna have a disagreement on this. Oh, it's so good. See, here's the problem. the The right answer here is the Harry Carey led version of "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," because that's when you have forty thousand drunken fans all singing together with their arms around each other, all in unison. It's become a new celebrity payoff over the last twenty something years since Harry Carey died. Cookie Monster once led "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and it was glorious. Um, several others, notable celebrities, have done it as well. That should win here. But you, you gave me Frank Sinatra singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And if I'm using that to try and guide the audience into my favor, they're going to say, what are you talking about? I don't know the relevance in which you're speaking of. You're living in the past. Ready to rumble. Yes, you're living in the past, but they're still being played across different workout videos and different uh, iPod or iPod play. What year is this? iPhone playlists. I want to argue for Take Me Out to the Ball Game because I love it when it was Harry Carey's version, but the music that was used here does not give me the proper argument to set it up. I can't do it. Let me tell you why it's Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Whoa, okay. You're looking at I made the seating. I, I just You set <laughs> me up to think that this was not the direction you were going, and okay. Uh, it's Take Me Out to the Ball Game because I can pinpoint the moment and when that is played in the baseball stadium, getting the fans out of their seats between innings or during a pitching change. Let's get this going. I love the song and I love the transition and the CNC music company and everything with let's get ready to rumble. But I can't really point out to name like the sport and the moment that that always needs to be played. And it's, it's a great pump up song, but I don't know if I, like, that's the great in-game song I'd point to. Yeah, it's usually, like, in college basketball, maybe it's coming out of a timeout. Same thing with the NBA. In fact, you probably don't really hear it in any other sport but basketball. 
The other thing I will say, though, is that I don't think a lot of major league teams get take me out to the ball game right. Yeah. I don't like it when it's, you know, some 16-year-old leading everybody in it and they have too good of a voice. Take me out to the ball game should be sung by an old drunk man in the broadcast booth trying to get everybody to sing along with him. Yeah. So we'll go take me out to the ball game. Again, it's not going to last. No. This is semantics. Again, a lot of this is let's hear all the songs in the first round and then this part will move fast. <laughs> Um, the Bulls theme and uh, Alan Parsons project with Sirius uh, that, you know, it's two very different things when you're talking about this and take me out to the ball the game. The man in the middle. Yes. Um, but, and maybe it's very, very on the nose for our generation and like the peak of our sports viewership and fanship was during the height of Jordan. Um, but it's the Bulls theme. But there's so many other teams that have that have copied it. It's yes. kind of like the NBA and NBC theme. When you hear it in a non-traditional sense, you're thinking, eh, that's the Bulls theme. That yep. should be played only at the United Center when the Bulls are coming out. All right, two seed, the natural first three seed, Masters, natural. Natural. Yeah. Now, this is a tough one for me. I know what you're going to argue for, so... It's, it it's, it's no, it's a childhood argument. You have the you have a theme picked up from the Alan Parsons project that became synonymous with a run and a dynasty that helped set up so much of what the NBA is all about today. You have Kobe Bryant who emulated Michael Jordan. LeBron James wears twenty three for Michael Jordan. Now there's the back and forth goat debate. Everything about this theme gets you hyped up. The Last Dance saved our summer in the middle of the COVID nineteen pandemic. 10 episodes, Sunday nights, 9 o'clock central time. Everything about this brought us back to a time that we felt better. And so I'm going to go back to that time when I thought about your Chicago Bulls. So this is why the Bulls team wins. It's because it is leading you into the hype, like... Music is there to get you pumped and get you ready to go and get you... It's supposed to tell a story. Yes. And The Natural, it's an exclamation point on the moment already happening, right? Oh, I like that. Okay. The home run's already happened. It's, look, it's great. I think maybe I can skip forward and get back to the moment again. Um, It's fantastic. The home run's happened. Like, you've already... The dopamine's already up. The home run was hit. You're standing up. You're excited. You're high-fiving your friend. And then that music plays. And it's awesome. But like it's not leading you anywhere. Now you're coming down from it. Right. Whereas it's the falling action when we talk about remember the the whole build up of the story, yes. the climax, and then there was a, a French name for it which I don't remember, but it was also referred to as the falling action before the resolution. Yeah. That's it, what this is. Yes, it's the Bulls theme because it is leading me into my memory of now we're getting an amazing Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan performance. Yeah. And now other teams are using it as introduction to the event. Right. And now the Bulls are back because they have you know real sure. people running the franchise. Sure. Uh, all right. Let's go into our song region. We'll try to move a little bit faster okay. with this one because these are songs that you know a lot of people have known. And we'll have specific memories on some of these. But let's go first. Uh, our seventh seed is Green Onions, which I thought I had downloaded. Let's Here it is. So this is Green Onions. This is from Sandlot. You really don't need to play more than the first like five to ten seconds. Um, and you I, remember it, and you remember yeah. the the guys riding in on their bikes into the Sandlot Stadium, the back and forth scene with Hamilton Porter and the leader of that team. It's such a great scene, and it's not necessarily still holds up, but there's. <laughs> See, I, we were having a fun conversation. We were talking about a great theme. And then you go ahead and play this. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting I, here. I, I have a conspiracy theory about this song, by the way, because this is played in the heading into the bottom of the sixth inning at Royals games. And the Royals say that the fans voted for this song. No way. I don't, I don't buy that for no way. a second. Find me five people that like this song. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Green Onions uh, and Sandlot moves on. That was that was twenty seconds too long of center yes. field, by the way. Uh, now we'll go our eight seed, which is Seven Nation Army, and we'll just kind of skip forward to get it louder. Uh, obviously, a very consistent song. You got that beat going basically throughout. It's it does get you like 
kind of going though and uh, excited about whatever's happening in the sport you're watching i have a, i have a take about this song that we'll get to once we determine who it's playing okay so it's playing uh welcome to the jungle which is obviously a famous guns and roses song um we'll kind of skip forward What do we think? To me, I'm going Seven Nation Army for a couple different reasons. The first, Welcome to the Jungle is a great intro song, but to me, I've always sort of had an association with it being the intro to the Jim Rome show yeah. for all these years. They play it, I think, the Bears might have played it before opening kickoff. A couple other NFL teams have done it as well. It's a good song. I just don't necessarily, I, I feel like if I picture both of these songs, I more associate being at a sporting event and hearing Seven Nation Army yes. versus Welcome to the Jungle. Whereas Welcome to the Jungle, I was introduced to and and had heard many times without even thinking. Of right, sports. it was just in like our our dad's car stereo. So I, I will tell you this as well. I actually prefer hearing Seven Nation Army like college basketball games where the student section is singing along. They're just going, whoa, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then you have the the brass section and the rest of the pep band playing along with it. To me, that actually gets me hyped up than the actual song. Yeah. I prefer Seven Nation Army played inside the stadium from the pep band as opposed to the actual track itself. And and we're not picking the best song in uh, out of everything in this bracket. We're picking the best song and how it has to do with sports. It has to be a part of the conversation. Right. Um, all right. Our one seed, which is now going up against Seven Nation Army. It's uh, This doesn't have to be a long conversation either, I don't think. I mean... A, it's Queen. Like, conversation's already over. Right. But, but B, it's just like this. They literally created this song for sports. Correct. For sports, for arenas, for massive group gatherings. So like, everybody can I want to get the play. crowd involved. Let's create a song right. for that. I, I can't think of a sporting event where they don't play this in some capacity almost every time. And yet, it doesn't feel repetitive. No, there are songs that if you play, like, I don't know, Sweet Caroline or Center Field, if you play it in every sporting event, I want to, like, stab my ears. But I could listen to that song every day of my life. Yes. However, there are some songs on this list that have stood out that I believe have been played to a too much of a repetitive level, which we'll get to in a little bit. All right, we're sticking with Queen for our number two seed. And sometimes you'll even hear these songs played together as the same track, which is kind of weird in my opinion, but... So the obviously, this is more the moment of the song you would consider with sports. Again, the song is really about sports, and we are the champions. Um, and it's awesome to play after your team's won. It's going up against Green Onions. What do you got? I love Green Onions, and I'm actually struggling with this one, even though it should be a fairly easy argument. We Are the Champions does feel overplayed. And I don't feel that way about We Will Rock You. And yeah. I can't give you the definitive reason as to why. But when I hear stadiums play it after a team has won a championship, maybe it's just a negative association that it wasn't my team that won. And I'm now hearing this theme that I don't want to hear. I do think it's because you hear We Are the Champions after any victory it's rather too, than the actual championship. Right. It's too um, predictable. You want an upset here? I think I do. I love Green Onions. I'm a, we haven't had really any like major upsets. This would be a two, a seven over a two. Let's do it. Yeah, and Green Onions, by the way, is played still at a wide variety of stadiums, like especially at baseball it's stadiums. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's just a good get into the feel of where you are. Yeah, there's a, a great movie association with it. It's just a good tune. It's good music. All right, we're going to our number Love three it. seed, Zombie Nation, which I'll have to actually find the moment. Because it's super weird for the first minute 15, but this is not what you hear in the stadium. There it is. So when they're actually playing the right moment of this song, <laughs> it's awesome. Because this is what you're talking about where you're getting the fans interacting and they're they're all chanting right. and, and it, it has it, it's it has a more intense version of seven uh, seven nation army yes. especially from the college side versus maybe the most overplayed song of all time 
it's still fantastic and if you're an oklahoma city thunder fan you might be very angry at me but i do think this song is overplayed it's also the intro song for a long time for the chicago white Sox. probably the tampa bay lightning maybe i don't know probably are you so just any team that has some sort of storm weather yeah there's a wnba storm seattle any seattle storm maybe now, the WNBA is a little bit more progressive. I think they would have gone with something else. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, Thunderstruck and Zombie Nation? There's the, the childhood association. My parents grew up White Sox fans. I'm a Cub fan. Yep. But I remember Gene Honda, who I, I think is the best um, best broadcast voice for a stadium, public address announcer voice in the country. And it always worked so well with the White Sox. But if I'm using the same logic that I did for Seven Nation Army, it's even better with Zombie Nation at the game with the student section yelling and the pep band behind it. So I will go, it's not an upset on paper, but I would imagine for some it will be. I'll go Zombie Nation here. Yep, I agree. Obviously, I made the seating, and I just think, look, they don't play that first part of the song. Um, it's just it's just really solid, and it gets the crowd involved. Everyone gets hyped up, and that's what I'm looking for for a song that's being played during the game. Uh, you'll also get that here, but maybe I don't necessarily think of sports the first time I think of Jump Around by House of Pain. I think of Happy Gilmore is what I think of. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a great Happy Gilmore association. I have family in Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. Badger Nation goes nuts. when My, my brother graduated from the University of Wisconsin, and they played this heading into the fourth quarter of the graduation ceremony in the football stadium. Nice. And it was awesome. I will say maybe one of my best college football moments in college was with the song uh, Oklahoma was hosting Texas Tech when Texas Tech was actually number one in the country, or maybe they were number – it was one versus four. I forget who was one and who was four. It was right after Michael Crabtree beat Texas on the last second. Oh, the I remember next, that play, yeah. The next game – they came to OU and like everyone thought Texas Tech was actually going to beat Oklahoma. And then we, I think we were up 35 in the first half and we started at the end of the first half jumping to this song. It's fantastic. It's a great, great song. And also, I remember when I was in college, I remember somebody told me that they used this song when they were on long road trips. I think their girlfriend lived about five hours away at a different university. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll have a playlist, but then like every <laughs> every 10 or 11 songs, I'll throw in House of Pain, jump around just to wake me back up in the middle of the car That's ride. That's awesome. Um, it is going up against the Woohoo song. Song two. Song two, which I associate this song with FIFA 98. <laughs> it was the theme song when you're on the menu going into FIFA 98, which we would destroy. Indoor soccer was so fun on that game on, I think, PlayStation 1. And um, I still think it's the goal song for a couple of different hockey teams yeah. currently in the NHL. It's pretty awesome. Yes. Does it beat Jump Around? Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll listen to it for a second because it's it's its swan song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll now it's like, jump. It's like dancing with the stars when they let them you know, dance for 20, 30 seconds after they just got eliminated. Uh, so, again, we can move fast here. We will rock you over jump around. Yep, I think, no, has we to will happen. rock you. Uh, and then our now our seven seed versus our three seed, we have Zombie Nation versus Green Onions. I think if you're, if you're thinking of specifically for sports, it's got to be Zombie Nation because Green Onions – I hear it, I think Sandlot, and I think, yeah, I could hear that at a, at a sporting event. But like Zombie Nation, like I don't hear that anywhere else other than get hype at a sports event. Have you ever, do you ever remember hearing it even on the radio, Zombie no. Nation? I don't either. No. So purely from a sports stadium experience, Zombie Nation has to win here. So now it's Zombie Nation versus We Will Rock You to get into our final four. I kind of want to. I kind of want a little bit of an upset here. Like it's. I kind of want to take Zombie Nation because it's now sort of. I, I I think you can make an argument that over the last ten years, maybe it's become a more synonymous st- stadium song than We Will Rock You. So, okay, my argument for We Will Rock You would be, this is the song there's region. Just, there's so much chalk. There's so much yeah, chalk in this bracket. Yeah, we have all one seeds in. The, it, it, my issue is like the zombie nation almost feels more like a, it's like a theme, whereas we will rock you is like an actual song, and then it's like everything that we have in the championship is like a theme, um, but I don't know. It's really hard for me to ever pick against Queen in a matchup like this, but when you think of okay, 
completely remove yourself from this bracket. You're not even looking at the bracket. You don't know what other seeds are in the final four. Yeah. And you just think, if I'm thinking of sports and I'm connecting it with music, we will rock you versus the zombie nation chanting. If it's based off of that criteria, I can't make a better argument for Zombie Nation over We Will Rock You. If it's purely based on that, that's I mean that's what the bracket is. Yeah, you just can't look at where everything else is going. All right, I guess. so we'll, we'll have a we'll have a chalk bracket. I mean that's that's good work by the bracketologists <laughs> that you didn't really disagree much with what our four one seats are. So we did have some upsets, but we came to our four one seats have all made it to the final four. We have the NBA on NBC versus the CBS March Madness NCAA tournament theme. And we have the Chicago Bulls theme, otherwise known as Sirius by Alan Parsons Project, versus We Will Rock You All right, so, with Queen. So you're the bracketologist. I'll play the odds maker in this situation. Okay. I'm going to try and base it off of your arguments over the past handful of minutes or so. Yeah. So if I'm ranking it between the March Madness theme and the NBA and NBC, I would likely give NBA and NBC – Minus three. That's probably where I'd set it there. I think it gets home field advantage. Um, I, I think that's probably the lean here. Would I be accurate in that odds? In those odds? I think so because it's just hard because it doesn't. It sucks that it doesn't exist anymore for basketball for for NBA. It sucks that it's being used for crappy college basketball games. Um, but the other argument is is that the CBS March Madness theme has changed. And the older version was better. Correct. So both old, older versions are better if you're looking at that. Um, to me, I I just don't think there will ever be a better theme for sports than the NBA and NBC, regardless of how it's being used. I'm fine with that. I, I think that moves on. And, uh, Mar- and, and listen, yeah. the March Madness theme is terrific. It just doesn't come to the same level as Round Ball Rock. It just doesn't. And if if you here's 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 maybe the the defining question here. If you said, pick music to associate with the March Madness tournament, I think there might be a good portion, if not the majority, that pick one shining moment. I don't know if it's the majority. Certainly a good portion. I mean, we're broadcasters, so maybe we lean towards the broadcast theme. But if you're not, I, I, don't, I don't know if you, you say, what, 30, 70 maybe? Yeah, if you play both together, you probably have people picking more the theme. But if you say, you just said, All pick, right. pick the music with the March, like that that you think of when you think of college basketball in March, probably a lot of people are saying one shiny moment. It's again, I don't know if it's necessarily at the level that you may suggest it is, but are we talking 25, 75, 30, yeah. 70? Even NBA, that, even if that. people are saying pick a sports theme, you know, of all the ones that we went over today. I think an overwhelming amount still go NBA and NBC, and that hasn't been relevant in over 20 years. Yeah. To me, that's 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 the that's the winner here. I think I had a, a good buddy of mine that was a groomsman in my wedding when I told him I was doing this bracket, and he literally said, "If you don't pick NBA on NBC, like I'm never talking to you again." <laughs> um, and this was before I, I even had explained what any of of the music would be. Um, okay, we've got the Chicago Bulls theme versus We Will Rock You. I mean, I tried to make an argument for Zombie Nation before over We Will Rock You. I'm absolutely going to be an advocate for the Chicago Bulls theme. It's remarkable too. Like you're you're not even a Bulls fan, yet here we are talking about this as one of the great pieces of sports music over the, over our time, over our generation, yeah. over multiple generations. Like if I'm setting odds for this, give me the the Bulls minus four and a half right now over We Will Rock You. It's uh if anyone was a sports fan in 1995 or 96, 97, 98 in that region, uh, they know this song and it gets you hyped. For sports, and uh, "We Will Rock You" is an excellent song. Um, it is nobody's disputing that. No, and it is great for crowd interaction. It was built for crowds, um, but the Bulls theme—you just hear it, and you're just like, I just like want to run through a brick wall. It's almost remarkable too, because you're right. Like the "We Will Rock You" was specifically built and designed for what we are talking about now. Uh, I don't think Alan Parsons' project was like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're going to create like a slow building song that's eventually going to get people hyped up. It was just a song. Yeah. Something that they put together. And then naturally, because it was that good, people took it and ran with it in Chicago. And then it has become adopted around many other places over the country. Where's my oral history for the Alan Parsons project and creating that song and how it got picked up by Chicago Bulls? I want that. I actually don't know. 
We maybe let a fly media needs to tell that story. That would <laughs> full on hype. Yes. Full on I'm hype. I'm going for... and talking to my co-founder right after the sends, and we are going to contact the PR teams and behind the behind it. the sports music. It'd be awesome. Being which we we could do for a lot of the, I mean like I mean not like we could talk to broadcasters about the themes and I'll all get that you stuff. I'll see if I can get you in touch with Ray Clay I might be able to make that connection happen for you that'd be awesome uh, all right championship match what do you have on the odds on this <sighs> Bulls theme versus John Tesh's NBA on NBC see I actually think that the previous matchup the NBA on NBC versus the NCAA tournament theme was actually a closer matchup than what I expect this to be I would probably set this as NBA on NBC minus five and a half. In the championship game. It's kind of one of those classic. The championship might have been in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, the Bulls theme is fantastic. Um, I mean, every every song that made the Final Four, even the Elite Eight, is is awesome. Um, it was an easier draw, too, over the in-game, in-stadium music and music tracks compared to broadcasts and themes. Think about all the different challenges that NBA and NBC had to go through. It started against the NBA on TNT. Terrific theme. Then it had to beat out its own broadcast partner with a Sunday Night Football. It beat out John Williams. Then the NFL on like Think about the battles that the NBA and NBC has had to fight through, has had to persevere through to get to this point. They have earned this championship. And then you look at the Bulls team, which is probably a pretty easy victory there against one shining moment. Um, take me out to the ball game is like a classic mainstay, and like your classic like older sports fan is probably like, I I don't know how you made that pick. And then the natural theme, I think you more associate probably with the movie than you do like with actual in game and sports. Correct. So that's easier. And then Bulls team versus We Will Rock You is a great matchup, but like you said, it's the NBA on NBC. I mean, John Tesh, it's a masterpiece. Congratulations to our champion, John Tesh. Uh, feel free to come on the pod. And uh, and to his he has a rivalry with Bob Costas, by the way. Did you know this? I did not. It's an amazing story. Um, I also want to meet his brother, who created the lyrics <laughs> for the song, <laughs> which is one of my favorite sneaky good SNL skits. It's got uh, Vince Vaughn is like the the broadcast exec and they come in to present the song and they just start the lyrics are literally just saying basketball over and over again look you guys have a great connection with paul rudd i would imagine he might be able to help get you introduced to jason sudeikis i, I think this is another thing that could very work out easily yeah it's uh god it's so good um and then i absolutely loved so that was i think that was the from the mind of tim robinson who has the excellent netflix show by the way if you haven't seen that i have not seen it uh definitely check there are six episodes that are 17 minutes a piece and it's just sketch comedy and it's tim robinson it's called uh i think you should leave it's okay fantastic okay all right i'm adding it to the list Um, ted lasso speaking of jason today because that's next on my list yes that's on my list as well uh nba and nbc uh i think we came to the right champion this was a lot of fun hopefully uh, we've got some nostalgia from all the listeners out there hearing all this music. Uh, Heist, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. This was a lot of fun. All right. Until next time. <laughs>